And we welcome you into the very first edition of the Dodger Poke Down on the Farm Tulsa Driller Report as we're going to go over all of the last week's action with the AA Tulsa Drillers, the affiliates of the Los Angeles Dodgers, and talk about all the exciting action that's happened in the past week. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get to it and let's talk Tulsa Drillers. First thing I wanted to show you was how yesterday's game started. That is James Altman who led the game off with a base hit to right field. Talk about get him on, get him over, get him in. James Outman steals second base, still with nobody out. So Jacob Amaya gives himself up, hits behind the runner, hits a ground ball to second base, advances James Outman to third base. Ryan Ward steps up as the next hitter, and guess what he does? He hits another ground ball, as we're going to see here in just a minute. Another ground ball to second base to score James Outman. So talk about old school small ball, get him on, get him over, get them in. That was absolutely perfectly executed to start the game yesterday for Tulsa in the in the finale of the six-game series in Amarillo where the Drillers were very successful and won yesterday's game in scoring 10 runs. The first player I wanted to talk about for the Drillers was recently brought up Gavin Stone. Gavin is a young man that is from a small town and had a huge vision. Look at that change up who reached 98 with the fastball. There's the slider at the end of last year. He's about a 95, 96, 97 type guy and can touch 97, 98 from time to time. At the end of last year, I did have a chance to talk to him. I featured him, so if you want to see his interview, go to the Dodger Poke Report YouTube page. If you want to read his article, you can go to dodgerpokereport.com. That interview is linked at the top of that article. But Gavin will tell you there's a slider, that tight slider, By the end of last year, you know, he had developed a changeup, and he really felt like the changeup might have been the best pitch in his arsenal at that time. And and who am I to say it's not? Because as you watch the way he throws it now, there's a tight slider again. Carson Taylor, the catcher, that changeup is a plus-plus pitch for him to go with his 95-96 mile-an-hour fastball and the tight slider. There's a 93-mile-an-hour fastball. He'll heat it up a little bit more as the season goes on and it warms up. There is the changeup at 84 that I'm talking about that is just a dynamite pitch to mix with that slider. So you can see the pitch mix of Gavin Stone. He went five innings scoreless in just a dynamic, dynamic performance and opening performance as a double-A Tulsa driller this past week. So congratulations, Gavin Stone. The next driller I want to talk about is left-handed pitcher Alec Gamboa. And as you watch this, watch him. He starts, he actually got himself into a base loaded jam through the, the, Threw the ball away, threw the, the off-speed away, and then went fastball up and in, and then enticed a double play by going with that tailing fastball away. If you are to emulate, and I've said this a couple times on my Twitter feed, if you're to emulate any young, if you're a young pitcher and you want to emulate any driller or any pitcher in the Dodgers organization, obviously you want to throw as hard as you can. There, you know, there, there's no debate about that. But just watch how Alec Gamboa pitches. He's a 94-95 guy. But he really is what I call an artist. He'll pitch away, he'll pitch in, he'll change locations, he'll change speeds, and he'll constantly keep, as you see here, the hitter's always off balance. They just never, you see them late here, they're, their timing's always off, they're always off balance, they never quite know exactly what's coming next. So Alec Gamboa is a very impressive left-hander out of the Madera, era, uh, Madera area of California, which is pretty much the Fresno area. He went to Fresno State. Out of high school, he is a three-sport superstar in that area, the Central Valley area, which if you talk to people from that area, they'll say that he might be the greatest three-sport star in the history of that area. He was a 
Very good wrestler in high school, won several tournaments, placed in state. A very good, I, I guess, H-back type, running back type receiver guy for his high school team. And then obviously a great pitcher, went to Fresno State. That didn't work out. Transferred to Fresno City College, had a great career there. The Dodgers tried him out at Dodger Stadium. He did a wonderful job in that tryout. They drafted him, and, you know, the, it's, it's history since. Alec Gamboa has been, been doing a very, a very good job for the AA Tulsa Drillers. The next driller we're going to talk about is a right-handed reliever. He was in the closer role quite a bit last year out of East Tennessee, Aaron Oceanbine. And what I like about him, when he was in college, he was a Friday night starter for East Tennessee State. And, and they and they changed some things up, and they they made him a, a reliever. And what that did for him, that instead of having to economize and do those – no, Western Kentucky, Eastern Kentucky – The next driller we're going to talk about, I really, really like Aaron Oceanbine, who in college was a starter, got transitioned into the bullpen role in college, and he fell in love with it because he went from 91, 92, 93 to where he could really maximize his fastball and ended up being 94 to 95 to 96. He's coming off the IL here and he has gone scoreless in every single outing this year except for the outing right after coming off the IL, which he gave up two earned runs. But everything else has been blanks for him. I love his motion. He's got some herky-jerky to it. He's got the split-finger fastball that you just saw right there. So he has a lot of uniqueness that, you know, most guys nowadays, there's that there's a, there's a good pitch up and in. A lot of guys nowadays kind of cookie-cutter. They have the four seams up in the zone. They have the tight slider and then the tumbling and fading changeup. But Aaron Oceanbine offers a unique windup. He offers kind of some knees and elbows to it. He offers a unique pitch with the split finger, which I only think maybe two, maybe three guys in the whole organization throws that split finger, and then his slider's very good. And so, you know, as long as he can stay healthy, this young man is dynamite. He he is very difficult to hit. Look at that. The, you saw the drop on that split finger. So I really like Aaron Oceanbine, and he had a really good outing his last time out. Here's a look at Jose Martinez, a good look at him, a very good right-handed starting pitcher for AA Tulsa's fastball slider changeup mix. He's uh, had a good bounce-back outing yesterday for the Drillers. That would have been on Sunday going five. He gave up just one earned run. His fastball set 94. His secondary is 84, as you see on that screen right there. So his secondary is about 10 miles an hour off of his fastball. He locates very well. Look at the riding effect that that fastball had. There's the slider at 82. There's another slider at 82. And then you saw the changeup at 84. So his secondary works very well. There's a 94-mile-hour fastball riding up and in on a right-hander. And then there's the 84-mile-an-hour changeup. So his secondary plays very well off of his fastball. He had a very good bounce-back outing yesterday, going five innings, giving up just one earned run. So there's a good look at right-handed starting pitcher for the Tulsa Drillers, double-A Tulsa Drillers, Jose Martinez. Top 30 prospect and catcher, switch hitting catcher, Carson Taylor had quite the weekend. Friday night, he called a great game, threw a runner out, and caught a, a shutout game Friday night. And then Sunday, he finished the weekend with three hits. It is lightning and thunder outside, so you're going to hear a rumble every now and then. So pay no mind to that. But Carson Taylor had quite the weekend. His alma mater, the Virginia Tech Hokies, won the ACC Coastal Division 
Then he caught a shutout Friday night, threw a runner out, then finished the weekend off with three hits, as we see in this video. So quite a weekend for one of my favorite young hitters in the entire organization, Carson Taylor, what I love about him. And I compare him to Justin Morneau. If, if you want that comparison, just go to my YouTube page. I did a feature cut on him. I also have talked to him. There's an interview on my YouTube page with him. I also wrote a feature on him. Just go to DodgerPokeReport.com, and you can check out that feature. On the feature, it has the, the interview linked at the top, the feature cut at the bottom. But I compared him to Justin Morneau, and if you look at the numbers and the way that, that they use the opposite side of the field, the middle of the field, and just the swing mechanics of it, very, very similar. The numbers are similar. The mechanics are similar. So I am really, really a big fan of this young hitter in Carson Taylor. He is a switch hitter. He hits better right now from the left side. He has worked very hard on his right-handed swing, but he is a very good catcher who has worked very hard on his defense. And I have the picture of him on the strike him out, throw him out on my Twitter feed, Instagram feed, Facebook feed, whichever platform that you use of him throwing the runner out the other day. So if you want to check that out, it is there for you. So Carson Taylor, a very promising young catcher in the Dodgers organization. Center fielder for the Tulsa Drillers and former first-round draft pick, former Vandy boy Jaron Kendall had a huge weekend. He had a huge day yesterday with a home run and a triple that you saw in this video. One of the fastest guys in the league. Always plays elite defense. Here's that home run that I was talking about over the right field wall. Always plays that elite defense. And a, kind of a fun fact, he is a very clutch young man. He has the first walk-off home run in the history of TD Ameritrade in the College World Series for Vanderbilt. If you listen to his former head coach, Tim Corbin, talk about him, he has nothing but just amazing things to say about this outfielder, Jaron Kendall. Like we said, he's already 26, so everybody's on their own timetable. That is a little bit old for AA to be considered a up-and-coming prospect, but he needs to get the hit tool going. He needs to eliminate some of the swing and miss. Once he does that, he has the five tools. He has the ability to be a very good player. Just needs to put all of those things together, of which he was starting to last year. He he got very hot, and he broke his foot, and when he came back, he struggled just a touch, and it's only May so far this year, and He's starting to get hot again, so we'll see how this year goes. But Jaron Kendall, a very, very, very talented five-tool guy that the Dodgers drafted in the first round a couple of years ago. It's only fitting that Devin Mann had a huge game to end the week in Amarillo. You know, they, they a couple of years last year, they decided to go to six-game series at the minor league level. So you start a series on Tuesday, you end it on Sunday. So you play basically one team a week. Going back to last year and the last series that the Drillers played in Amarillo, Devin Mann has been unbelievable. Last year he hit multiple home runs in three games in a row in the last series at Amarillo. And Sunday he went three for five uh, in this series. And uh, dating back to last year, talking about that series, he is 16 for 38 in the last two series with the Sod Poodles, which is the 421 average. He has three doubles in those last two series, eight home runs. 15 RBIs, and 43 total bases. I assure you that Amarillo is ready for Devin Mann to leave town. I have simply run out of ways to describe just exactly how good Mark Washington is, so I'll just simply say this. He recorded just the other night his fourth save, well, Saturday to be exact. So on Saturday, he recorded his fourth save. His batting average against him is just 125. His whip, his whip, his walks and hits per inning 
It's 0.85. When you get below one, that's elite. His ERA is just 121, 1.21, and he has gone scoreless in 12 of his 14 outings. This is a young man that we're going to get to Antonio Knowles for the Great Lakes Loons in a different podcast on the on the Dodger Poke Down on the Farm podcast that is specifically for the Great Lake Loons. Now, Antonio Knowles has yet to give up a single earned run all year, so his ERA is 0.00. But other than that, I would like to see a better relief pitcher in all of baseball than Mark Washington right now. He's been great in the setup role. He's been great in crisis moments. He's been great in the closer role with the four saves. So Mark Washington, just a fabulous pitcher. I think he's going to move up here pretty quickly. And I think he has a big, big future ahead of him, the young man out of Lehigh. In my opinion, Guillermo Zuniga had his best outing of the year Sunday. Now, he's reached 100 on several different occasions, and he did not reach 100 Sunday. But what he did was, as we're seeing in this picture, he commanded location, and he threw strikes, and he got ahead in the count, and he really made things easy on himself. And you see the movement on his pitches. So although he was not hitting 100 like he does sometimes, I think the movement he was able to create, and see that slider that gets underneath the, the, the swing of left-handers, and then the movement he created plus the location, it really made things easier on him. So, so his last outing on Sunday, Guillermo Zuniga, a guy that will remind a lot of people of Bruzdar Gratterall, I think was his best performance. He is a very talented young man, a guy that can reach 100 consistently, and also a guy with a big slider and a changeup. Jordan Leisure is a big right-handed reliever for the Tulsa Drillers who slammed the door on Amarillo Saturday night in his two-tenths of an inning, or two-thirds of an inning, I should say, against the Saudis. He is a guy with a riding four-seam at 94 to 95, slider at 86, tumbling changeup, so his secondary is just about 10 miles an hour off of his big four-seam. You see the slider that is very good, that has a lot of sink and a lot of depth to it. Very good pitch for him. Here is that changeup. So you saw the slider and the changeup, and you've also seen the big four-seam up in the zone right there. So there is the arsenal for Jordan Leisure. Very good prospect for the Tulsa Drillers and has done a very good job since he's gotten brought up a couple of weeks ago. Shortstop Jacob Amaya is quite possibly the best player in all of minor leagues. He's always been very elite defensively, and a lot of people have considered him in the past to be the best defensive shortstop in the organization. The question has been the offense, and in the past he has shown the ability to hit for both average and on-base percentage. And then last year with 13 home runs, or 12 home runs, he showed that he can hit for power too. He's never been able to do that both consecutively or, or together all at the same time until this year. He has absolutely put everything together this year, has had a huge uh, has had a huge year. And in this video you're seeing here, he gave Tulsa the lead with an RBI base hit. At the end of Saturday's game, he was hitting 338 in an OPS of 1.138. He had a seven-game hit streak, of which during that streak he was 12 for 30 with a triple, two home runs, 20 total bases, and just he's an absolutely elite defender, and he is an unquestioned leader. So Jacob Amaya, I know people are very excited about him. He graduated from the South Hills program, who has put somewhere above 30 people in professional baseball, several major leaguers. They are very proud of their program. West Covina area, I know everybody is so proud of him. Jacob Amaya's grandpa, Frank, played in the Dodgers system. You know, he, he grew up 20, 25 minutes 
from Dodger Stadium. So uh, a hometown boy from the Los Angeles area that is making noise to make his way up the ranks and, and eventually into L.A. Jacob Amaya is having just a wonderful year for the Tulsa Drillers. Hunter Fiducia combined with Carson Taylor, who we just talked about a minute ago, might give the drillers, and Chris Betts as well, who is a former second-round draft pick. Those are the three catchers for the drillers. Might give the drillers the best catching combination in all of minor league baseball at any level. Hunter Fiducia, the left-handed hitter out of LSU, has been on absolute terror lately. He's been absolutely unconscious at the plate in his last four games. He's 11 for 19. In his last four games, he's hitting 578. In his last four games, he has three doubles, four home runs, and 31 total bases. His his teammates call him Fetty, and what they really like about him, I know I talked to Zach Plunkett, who just recently signed with the A's. Congratulations to him. They love his demeanor and how he keeps everything calm. He keeps the pitchers under control. He works with them very well. And that calm and cool demeanor is something that is very important during crisis moments for pitchers. So I know all the double-A Tulsa Driller pitchers really appreciate Hunter Fiducia and the job he does. And in my opinion, he probably is the most underrated prospect in the entire organization. You can't talk about the Tulsa Drillers without talking about outfielder James Altman, who on this one, this was the second pitch of the game on Saturday. He had his 10th home run. This is his 10th home run that you're seeing. He now has hits in 22 of his last 25 games. He's 10 for his last 27 in his last six games. And uh, during that span, he has four doubles, a home run, 21 total bases. He plays elite defense. He came out of Sac State. And, you know, Sac State, they they pride themselves in playing defense. When he came to the Dodgers, he described, you know, I've talked to James James Altman. I've done a feature on him. If you want to see his feature, go to Dodger Poke Report. If you want to see his interview, just go to YouTube. The interview is also linked at the top of the feature that you could access on DodgerPokerReport.com. But he said when he came to the Dodgers, they told him immediately they needed to make changes. And the way that he put it, he swung the bat like a caveman. (laughs) So I think as you can see, they've made some pretty good adjustments. He no longer swings the bat like a caveman. He swings the bat like a true pro. Former first-round draft pick out of Tulane, Cody Hosey, might be the best defensive third baseman in the entire organization. If you don't believe me, go to my Twitter or Instagram, or Facebook feed, whichever social media platform you use, and watch some of the defensive clips I have on him. He just makes everything look so easy and so smooth. Now, last year, a lot of people, you know, they were they were wondering, well, what happened to Cody Hosey? He, he hit right around the 200 mark. Well, he strained an oblique, and he was out for a long time. And if you've had that injury, especially the way that he hits, here's some defense for him right there, as you see. Just very smooth. He does those kinds of things over and over and over. The oblique injury is very difficult for a guy like him to overcome, so I'm very excited to see how he's going to handle 2022 with his comeback year, his bounce-back year, especially offensively. And he's had a good year to this point, and he's hitting 267, and uh, he's sixth for his last 16, which includes a double, two triples, two home runs, five RBIs, 19 total bases, and like I said, his average is all the way up to 267. So if this young man, Cody Hosey, and figure out the hit tool to match that defense that you just saw in that play. He is going to live up to that first-round hype and be a great player in the organization. This is Jose Adamas pitching. We'll get to him here in a minute. But I wanted to show you this. That's Carson Taylor. That's the strike him out, throw him out. And for a young man who is considered to be an offensive catcher, 
who really needed to work on his defense when he got drafted. Look at this. He takes the glove to the hand, a great release, very accurate throw. Jacob Amaya does not even have to move the glove to make the tag. You see some of the leadership skills from Amaya. He is just a great player, a great leader. Look how excited he is. Carson Taylor was just an absolute frozen rope to second base to get the out. Now let's talk about Jose Adamas. He is a young man I have seen with my own eyes in Oklahoma City. Then he got he got sent down to Tulsa because he wasn't throwing enough strikes, to be simply put. And he does float in and out of the strike zone some, but when he is in the strike zone, you know, he, he was a former first-round draft pick, and he has first-round draft pick type stuff. It is absolutely electric. The fastball at 99, the slider, the changeup, his stuff is dynamic. The question with him is going to be, as he's gone down back down to Tulsa, is he going to be able to throw enough strikes? There is that changeup that we saw. Is he going to be able to throw enough strikes to where you can put him in a high leverage situation and trust the fact that he's going to keep the ball in the strike zone and get outs for you. But Jose Adamas, very electric right arm. One of my favorite drillers, I have had a chance to talk to him out of James Madison University, Nick Robertson. If you want to see his feature, head on over to DodgerPokerReport.com. If you want to see our interview, I've, matter of fact, I've talked to him twice, once at One Oak in Tulsa. Another time we did a Zoom interview. I have two interviews with him, a feature and he's out of James Madison, one of my favorites, 94 to 96, three-pitch pitcher with the slider and the changeup. And one thing I really like about him, just watch how smooth his motion is, how easy his power is. It just looks effortless coming out of his hand. His coaches, you know, he played for a high school coach that played professional baseball. Same with his coaches at James Madison. He had the Tommy John surgery, and then he only, he only threw like 58 pitches at James Madison. So, you're talking about a young man who is very big, very talented. Look how easy that power is. Very talented. That simply has not thrown a whole lot of pitches in his lifetime. So that right arm of his, that big right arm of his, still is relatively fresh. So I am very high on Nick Robertson. I am looking very much so forward to his future, to see where it lands, and to see how high he can get and how long he can stay. Landon Nat got his second start back after being on the IL and was absolutely dominant for Tulsa. Last night, that would be yesterday, that would be Sunday, he threw five scoreless innings, struck out six. His fastball was in the 94 to 96 range. It touched 97 on a couple of occasions, and he mixed that with the slider and the changeup. So Landon Knack had a dominant performance. Very good job for him. He's one of those young men that, in my opinion, Ryan Pepio and Bobby Miller and that group of guys was the reason why the, the Dodgers were able to get rid of, of JoJo Last year, Josiah, Josiah Gray and then also Gerardo Carrillo in the trade that brought Trey Turner and Max Scherzer to the Dodgers. Landon Knack was one of those young pitchers out of East Tennessee State that I think the Dodgers felt like they had next man up when, when they, they let those two guys go to the Nats. So Landon Knack is a, is a young power arm guy who has the, the, the nice change up, the slider, and so he has a big future and he is a big prospect in the Dodgers organization. 